0: The Pied Piper of Psychedelic Toads by Kaman De Grief from The New Yorker. Back in May, a friend of mine invited me to a rich person's house in the Hollywood Hills for one of these elite all-day networking events. I'd gone to dinner she'd organized before, and they were fun. A few days before I was going to go, she called me to give me some more details. It was a mushroom party where we were going to take mushrooms and then go home and somehow take care of our kids after eating mushrooms. This seems to be happening all the time. Over the last few years, psychedelics have become weirdly mainstream. People I know go to mushroom parties, take trips to South America to do ayahuasca, and see couples therapists in which they bond while on psilocybin. Then there's toad. Poison from the Sonoran Desert Toad is the Mount Everest of psychedelics. The trip can be as short as a half an hour, but apparently it's so intense, it can wipe out your ego, leaving you all alone in the empty void. Kind of like hosting a new podcast in 2022. Nevertheless, celebrities like Joe Rogan and Mike Tyson love Toad.
1: You know, once I did, I wanted to do it again and again and again. They said you shouldn't do it too much, Mike. I like, man, I gotta, you know, grasp what's going on here. Why am I feeling this? Why why did this in a weird way like humbled you? I don't think you should listen to the people say you shouldn't you know? do it too much. I think you should do it as much as you want. That's what I agree with too. Yeah. I agree. You could handle it.
0: Apparently the ego dissolution doesn't last so long, it keeps you from going on Joe Rogan. So I was pretty excited when I saw a story in the New Yorker titled The Pied Piper of Psychedelic Toads. And I had a lot of questions writing is hard who's got that kind of time when you're already busy trying to be Joel stein so it turns on a mic maybe twiddles a knob calls a journalist friend who's got an actual job auditory
2: single story just listen to smart people speak conversation filled with information it's the story of
0: The story in the New Yorker was written by Kaman De Grief. He's a South African journalist who often covers the illegal trading of endangered animals like abalone, which is how he found the Sonoran desert toad, which was being foraged for its hallucinogenic properties. But that led him to a much weirder story about the number one toad guru. Okay, so you heard about this Mexican doctor named Octavio Redig, who had become like the guy you go to to smoke toad so you went down to meet him at his house in uh in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, can you describe what he looked like and what he what he was like to be around? Yeah. Um he is good looking. He's
2: uh yes. kind of leanly muscular, he has long dark hair, he has a beard, kind of like a telegenic cliched reincarnation of Jesus in a sense. Like he looks like a guru.
0: He looked like every cult leader on all the Netflix documentaries about cults. Yeah. um, Besides his good looks, he's
2: very intelligent. He's very charming. He gives the impression that he really wants you to like him in a way that you don't dislike him for it. There's something almost quite. um, Oh, wow. There's something quite pure about it. So you liked him at times. I liked him very much. And uh, it was, it was interesting to kind of notice that in myself. A lot of people like him very much. A lot of people, venerate him, in fact, like a
0: god, literally, some people. And he hates shirts. Takes his shirt off quite often. Yeah. Octavio, the guru of Toad, grew up in Guadalajara. His dad taught calculus at a college, and his mom owned a bookstore. He went to medical school, got married, had a kid. But then he tried crack cocaine. And like many who try crack cocaine, he became addicted. His life fell apart completely. At one point, he takes acid Picks up a hitchhiker, falls in love with her, and ends his marriage. Then, in 2006, a friend introduced him to the toad. Octavio says that as soon as he inhaled, his cravings for crack completely went away. He found peace and his calling.
2: He kicked his habit, um, he told me, by locking himself in a room and smoking toad secretion for an entire year, which is just Kind of crazy for me to think about that volume of psychedelic experience being compressed into a year. But he was clean for the first time in years. And then his, you know, he started offering it to friends and giving it to other people.
0: This is a weird definition of clean, right? Well, he wasn't.
2: Yeah, I suppose so. Look, like m- many other psychedelics, toad secretion is not in any way chemically addictive um, or it's thought to be very low in toxicity as well. So it's not like a thing of cravings. Some people just end up using it a lot because I guess they like dissolving their ego a lot. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I am certainly not someone who would do that myself,
0: but a lot of people do. Dr. Octavio got obsessed with toad. When his brother visited his apartment, he said, quote, you would sit on the couch and a toad would jump out. He started looking into the history of toad and got introduced to the Seri tribe and had them try it. The elders there started talking about an ancient tradition of smoking toad, and that gave Octavio his sales pitch. Octavio got famous by making that very pitch at a 2013 TEDx talk at Burning Man about smoking toad, which sounds like an Onion headline. He stood up and he said, basically, I healed
2: myself by smoking toad,
1: I discovered myself that this medicine healed me of more than three and a half years of crack cocaine addiction.
2: And then I went and I healed this marginalized Native Mexican community and through that work resurrected this practice that had been wiped out during the colonial era, which is about as good a pitch for a psychedelic as I think anyone could come up with. And the craziest thing is that it might be true. There is no way of knowing if it's true. You don't think it's true though. I don't know if it's my place as a non-indigenous white guy from
0: South Africa to really weigh in. As another non-indigenous white guy, I will weigh in. Non-indigenous white people are eager to believe this. We love a story about how non-white people can teach us simple truths. Usually that person's Morgan Freeman, but we'll listen to an indigenous tribe if it's an excuse to get high. If an indigenous person said, don't build this pipeline, we'd never listen. But smoking a toad? We're totally in for that. So I invite to everyone in this world, this can be a direct way to discover something inside of you that you just can't remember because we are so lost. So thank you very much. Soon after the TEDx talk, white people with dreadlocks started arriving in the Sonoran Desert to smoke toad and spend money. Octavio became the world's lead proponent and practitioner of toad smoking. Like, if you want to go to the top toad smoking guy in the world, you travel to see Octavio. Or just wait till he shows up with a basket of toads at your all-day networking event in the Hollywood Hills. Toad smoking needed a rock star because it's not inherently appealing not just because of its scary effects, because the idea of it's gross. Like, you can romanticize eating a mushroom that grew up from Mother Earth, but extracting poison from a frog and putting that into your body does not seem like a good idea. Now, all my knowledge about Toad comes either from this Michael Pollan book about psychedelics or Beavis and Butthead.
1: Are you sure you're licking right? <laughs>
0: <coughs> yeah. <coughs>
1: I don't get it. It's supposed to pack an awesome buzz.
0: (laughs) And the Simpsons.
1: Dad, are you licking toads? I'm
0: not not licking toads. And in those situations, people licked the toad, which is what I thought you did. But that's not at all what you do.
2: If you lick practically any species of toad, you're uh, likely to be hospitalized and may die. And some people have died from, from
0: doing exactly that. So just licking a toad, all toads are a little poisonous. Yeah, they are. They are very poisonous. But in this case, you you grab this specific toad, and I watch them do it. You basically go to these little bumps on their skin, and you pop them like zits, and you put a glass above it, and mm-hmm. and this white kind of ooze um, sticks to the glass, and then you dry it and crystallize it and smoke it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, how you do it? Okay.
2: And, uh, you know, the toads don't have the best time being picked up and squeezed, especially now that so many people are doing it. Some toads are caught and handled and squeezed repeatedly uh, to the extent that their toad secretion has a kind of pinkish color from drops of blood getting into the toad. And, uh, you know, these toads used to be very abundant in parts of Sonora. In summer, they would kind of bloom. And many areas where these toads were are now conspicuously absent of toads. Um, So there are some concerns that they may be in trouble. And to any listeners who are curious about the mind-bending effects of toad, I would just say that uh, the psychoactive compound in toad, 5-MeO-DMT, can be synthesized cheaply and safely in laboratories and gives, uh, according to a large number of toad smokers, an identical high without harming any toads. So there's a lot of people who say, smoke synthetic, don't smoke toad.
0: This is the weirdest PSA that's ever been done. (sighs) People, please, please, for your own safety, smoke the synthetic toad, not the real toad. Yes, yes. So the writer, Kimond de Grief, wants to see one of these toad smoking sessions in person. He travels to this resort beach town to this posh Airbnb Octavio rented for a toad smoking retreat. I'm guessing he didn't put that in his emails with the person renting the house.
2: So the first time I saw Toad, I walked in. There were these oversized doors and they opened onto this kind of terrace overlooking the water. And there was a woman, there was someone lying on their back with Octavio and three or four other people kneeling over her. Um, There was some music playing on a portable speaker, some sort of down-tempo electronica. And this woman was lying down and whooping every now and then. And people were very close around her and putting their hands on her. And uh, she ended up there Entirely randomly because she had matched on a dating app with one of the crew like the week before, but she was sort of into Spirituality and inner work and healing.
0: Whoa those dating apps are even better than I thought They'll like not totally. only match you with someone who you uh, should have sex with They'll match you with someone you should smoke toad with. That's amazing.
2: I mean she, she came to me She had tears in her eyes. She was in her she was middle-aged and She kind of gripped me by the arm and said, I've never had anything like this. It's absolutely amazing. And so that was the first hood smoking that I saw in real life.
0: After the break, people die. Is that, was that too dark? I'm new at this podcasting teaser stuff. But people do die. I'm not lying. We'll be right back.
1: Small business owners, this one's for you. JPMorgan Chase Bank, NA member, FDIC. Copyright 2024. JPMorgan Chase & Co.
0: The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Now back to our story. I pictured people who administer psychedelics to be sweet hippie types, like giving their clients lots of guidance and good vibes, lots of, you're surrounded by people who love you and roll away the dew. This is not how Octavio does it. He administers toad like he's General Patton wanting to keep World War II going and march straight through Germany into the Soviet Union.
2: Something that Octavio has come to embody in the world of toad smoking is a very kind of maximalist, freewheeling approach to smoking toad where you sign in an empty form and you know a few minutes later you're around people lighting up and and then it's your turn and then you're sent home whether that's you know people in their 80s octavio's also served toad to children he served toad to a five-year-old he told me um with the permission of the five-year-old's mother
0: the the other amazing thing to me is that octavio is so aggressive when you see him administer this stuff both in like admonishing people to like suck on this pipe harder but also like he doesn't seem to measure out a certain amount he seems to just be kind of winging it and then he like has you smoke this stuff and then if there's a little extra in the bowl when you pass out he just sucks it up himself like it doesn't seem like the way you'd want to have it administered in in a perfect setting
2: it's not the way i would want to have it administered but you know well over ten thousand people have had it administered this way and so He serves large doses. They're called breakthrough doses, to break through your ego. Um, He refuses to measure them. And then he has a very fixed ideology around what happens when people have bad trips. So many people smoke toad and have incredible experiences. Some people become terrified and, you know, their body clenches up, like they're going through the most terrifying experience of their whole life. Octavio's philosophy is that most if not all, challenging experiences on Toad are a product of the Toad smoker seizing up in fear. And what they need to do is be pushed through that fear into the glory of the
0: high. Wait, that's exactly the way Mike Tyson described Smoking Toad on Joe Rogan. He said, he physically describes this, the way he was fighting it and fighting it.
1: It comes off, you know, you're, you're so scared of, you know, it starts off like this and me, like, no, 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 yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's how I said, no, I don't want to beat this I said, hey, yeah. I want this to stop now. And the guy was like, hey, you're on the ride. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah! yeah. I love it, yeah. I love you, I love you, I love you.
2: I, I kind of have thought of it of, as, there are certain sports coaches who will have the same kind of philosophy, that to kind of yell at you and push you beyond your limit. I think just as that doesn't work for all athletes, it does not seem to work for all toad smokers. And so Octavio has done on video some fairly violent looking things. Like there's one video of Octavio. He used to have a little kind of electric shocking device, like a taser what? that he would sort of go and like zap people with. Um, he Wait, called it what? a toy. Um, yeah, it's it's. Why? Nuts. To kind of tell them to stop the bullshit and stop fucking around and like... And smoke the toad? do your totra properly, kind of, yeah. So I asked him about this when I was with him, and he said, it is my role as a practitioner to make sure that people get the experience that they came to me for. And many people are scared, and many people have gone to other rehabs, and they've spent a lot of money, and it's time to stop the bullshit. That's kind of how he defended it to me. And I said, well, you know, what do you say to critics who think that this is all precisely not what people need during the peak and most vulnerable psychedelic experience of their lives. And he was like, well, I've served more toad than anyone on the planet, which which is true. So he kind of gets to say that he is an authority and that he's developed this and that he's the one who resurrected this
0: indigenous practice. The video of Octavio administering what he calls medicine looks very different from the way the CVS pharmacist explains my prescriptions. And it doesn't just look haphazard it is haphazard which i know because he's faced legal action for awful things that have happened during his sessions in
2: addition to toad secretion octavia works with a number of other substances one of which is called rape it's a an aggressive tobacco snuff traditionally from the amazon and you have it blown up your nostrils and um He does it to people during their toad trips as well, which is something that freaks a lot of other people out. Why would you
0: need extra if you're already smoking
2: toad? He has theories, um, but a lot of people disagree with them. So he serves rapé to a lot of people, often to sort of prepare them for toad. It's like a kind of a bit of a purgative. One evening in the uh, Seri village of Punta Chueca, where there was a new year celebration going on because they traditionally celebrate new year in july i saw octavio give rapier to these young boys and young men they were kind of one of them was 14 i found out afterwards and they all started throwing up like violently on the dirt and kind of lying around moaning um there's a lot of stray dogs in punta Chueca, and um The dogs arrived and began lapping up the vomit. And I was just like, this is a really, really, really fucking weird scene. And then there was a man standing there. And I went to introduce myself to him. And then Octavio came over to us. And he had just smoked up here. So his eyes were streaming. And he kind of flung his arm around the shoulder of this dude and just said to me, I love this guy. He just got me off on a manslaughter charge. And I was like, this is the most insanely baroque environment in which to have this information disclosed. And if I read this in any storybook mine, I would almost certainly assume that the writer was talking absolute shit, but I swear to God it happened that way.
0: Octavio was charged with manslaughter for the death of a Mexican woman who was seeking help for depression. She died during a toad smoking trip that he administered. Hers isn't the only death linked to Octavio's medical practice. At least two other people have died after smoking toad with him. And one of Octavio's many girlfriends disappeared after going on a walk with him. Divers later found her corpse in a body of water. Octavio says her death had nothing to do with him, but some people told Kaman in the story that she died after they smoked toad together. When Kaman asked him if he regretted the people who died when he was administering toad to them, he responded, quote, they made me a better human being. Octavio has never been convicted in any of these cases. You have this great quote about smoking toad in your story. That I'm just going to read for a second. When you come back from that, and your ego reasserts itself, there's a potential to hold on to that belief that there's no difference between you and God. Is that what happened to Octavio? Like. Does he think he's God because he smoked the toad, I guess is the best version of my question. Well, the person who gave me that
2: quote is a professor of psychology and psychiatry who studies psychedelics. And he articulated this as a risk kind of more broadly in the field of, well, I guess a very fine line between ego death and becoming one with the universe and becoming God and what happens afterwards and how that can potentially give rise to a God complex. Certainly some of Octavio's behavior and lack of repentance or remorse or uh, unwillingness to adjust his practices does seem to me to stem from a, an overinflated sense of ego. And he's not the only person in the toad world. Like there are a lot of egomaniac toad practitioners so, I do think there's something there about the fraught business of transcendence for mere mortals like us, like because at the end of the day we we remain human with all of our flaws and our blind spots and our darkness and so on, and that's something that I began thinking about quite a lot and have been thinking about quite a lot since then, because you can take the toad and you know get to level ten on the kind of spiritual experience meter but then you land back in yourself and unlike spiritual practice that has you know a lifetime of training about how to maybe Mm. integrate that this is a quick in and quick out i'm not quite sure what it all means
0: what did octavio did he get in touch with you after the story what did he say uh he didn't like the story
2: um he said i'd made it a lot of it up and that uh, history will not remember me as what did he say He said, I made a lot of stuff up and that sadly, I'll never amount to anything more than a mediocre reporter, but he will be remembered through history, uh, not just in the realm of psychedelics, but, um, in medical science at large for his work with 5 mudmt And,
0: um, we haven't spoken since then. It's such a narcissist response. Like history will remember me and not you. (laughs) Like it's what, it's what Faulkner says when he's drunk to his daughter on when she asked him not to drink for his birthday he's like nobody remembers Shakespeare's daughter that's a horrible Faulkner impression but it almost proves your point that that's what he said to you it it was quite on the nose after meeting me briefly should I or should I not smoke the toad um if you haven't done any other psychedelics I wouldn't make that your first jump okay yeah um go enjoy uh whatever you're doing next i imagine it's smoking toad but whatever it is uh, all the time uh, have a great rest of your day Um, (laughs) and thanks for writing the story i loved it cool thanks for having me on have a good one when i was young my mom told me never smoke crystallized frog venom given to you by a former crack addict in a mexican desert that was a long time ago the rules changed there are now ways to get beyond our own perception, to gaze into a world that's for a perspective outside of our own brains. Is that worth the risk of death? Most people who smoke toad seem to say yes, but I'm not an early adopter. I don't own any crypto. I wrote this narration myself without the help of any artificial intelligence. Let's face it, I'm not smoking any toad. At least, not until I can find a licensed toad therapist who administers legalized toad pills and whose name is not Octavio. Come on to grief's story, The Pied Piper of Psychedelic Toads, was published in The New Yorker.
2: At the end of the show, what's next for Joel Stein? Maybe he'll take a nap or poke around online.
0: Our show today was produced by Lydia Jean Cott, and Nisha Venkut. It was edited by Robert Smith. Our engineer is Amanda K. Wang. Our executive producer is Catherine Girardot. And our theme song was written and performed by Jonathan Colton. And a special thanks to my voice coach, Vicky Merrick, and my consulting producer, Lauren Zelaznik. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Joel Stein, and this is story of the week. Did you smoke the toad?
2: You know, I've taken to not answering that question. (laughs) Oh, you smoked the toad.
0: How would you think differently of the story if I had or hadn't? I guess uh, if it were me, I probably would have chickened out, but I would have wanted to have smoked the toad as a journalist. I feel like um, you would have just more information you would have gathered. Well, we'll never know. But it was nice to hear you think that one through. Coming up on Story of the Week. Are you still on Tinder? And if so, can can we do it together?
1: <laughs> I am still on Tinder. Can we swipe? All right. Oh. God. What? 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 Uh, just to start.
0: Wait, let me see the phone. Is that Alec Baldwin? It looks just like no.
1: Alec
0: Baldwin. <laughs> oh my God! Is this a winner or a loser?
1: Well, shall I read the bio to you? Because it's just not. Read the it's bio. Um, looking for a submissive female who enjoys being dominated in bed, spanking, hair pulling, being told what to do. If that's something you enjoy, contact me.
0: Very forward. That's how we started. That was number one. I know.